So what's uh what are the parameters gonna be for this? Um, are we are we being called in to fix the script? Are we <laughs> doing this from the perspective of James Cameron? I don't know. I mean, last time I kind of like the bit that we're like the secret hired hired hands in Hollywood that do like that get called to secretly pitch. Like we're getting called to pitch for every movie, and then we never get it. <laughs> but one of these days we're gonna strike it big. One of these days we're gonna strike it big. Yeah, they, it's like a Make a Wish kid thing. They bring us in to um, <laughs> to make us feel like, oh yeah, you guys could do Avatar three. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's as good a time as any to say uh, welcome to podcast two, the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> It is our second episode. Second episode. Please number two. Keep keep repeating me. That's that's really useful. Podcast two, the sequel to. All right. I'm gonna do the Welcome to Podcast 2, The Sequel. This is a podcast about sequels, what makes them work, what makes them not work. Um, but we're not just like talking about the movies. We are actively trying to write sequels to things that we love. Also things that we don't love. You know, this is a messy, warts and all kind of podcast where you will hear the writing process between the two of us. I am a writer-producer. I'm a writer-director-editor. And uh, the two of us have written a few screenplays together um we're doing a feature together right now and we do this for fun and we decided to start doing it on mic and um that's what this show is so um yeah let the riffs begin today as announced we're discussing avatar 3 currently titled the seed bearer um very excited you know it's our first episode was a lot more cum centric than we would have expected and <laughs> james is lining us up <laughs> to do james, it again <laughs> do it again <laughs> we're gonna bowl a perfect cum score <laughs> that, that's a saying right <laughs> that's yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah, so uh, Avatar 2, Way of Water, just came out about a month ago, give or take. A little less, actually. Uh, Slam in the uh, box office? Let me Google right now. Slam in the box office. It's uh, the seventh highest grossing picture of all time. Not adjusted for inflation, of course, but, you know, still doing pretty good financially. $1.7 um, as of right billion. now. Though, if you actually look at the, um, the chart for the uh, growth... Of uh, av- the first Avatar's gross, uh, and see how it basically it starts, it spikes off and then it plateaus, but it's it climbs, you know, as as it does pretty vertically. Uh, this one's actually doing better that, than that, but if you adjust it for inflation, mm. uh, it is on the exact same path the original Avatar was uh, to being the greatest, the highest grossing film Gosh. of all time. So Cameron's got it down to a formula, but nonetheless, I guess. Disney's not happy with the script. Maybe he's just well, drinking just, his Kool-Aid. He, he didn't write it. He was, he was like, well, we have, he thought he had another 13 years to do this one. <laughs> they want to fast track it. <laughs> and they're calling us in. They're like, guys, got to come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, I love hearing from, 
from Bob Iger. You know, he's, he's fresh. He's fresh back in the seat of CEO. And he's like, we have to call these two trash bail boys. <laughs> to... <laughs> okay, we should. Uh, let's. So let's talk about we saw Avatar 2, The Way of Water together. In the theater. It was at the, uh, what was it? 34th Street AMC. In New York City, baby. Packed city house. in the world. Yeah, packed house. Opening weekend, you know. IMAX 3D or IMAX Dolby laser mounted heat seeking 3D or whatever it's called. We both got Mystic Spirit drinks. You know, this is the uh, properly priced $25 Avatar cocktail. Uh, if you if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see that I got the, a really cool mug that lights up. You know, oh, I forgot to wash mine. I haven't washed mine since I saw the movie. It's just sitting. <laughs> it's in. good for cups to be a month without washing, <laughs> especially plastic cups. <laughs> Commemorative, dude. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, we. Where are you at with Avatar two? You know, like where are we where are we at with where we've been left? I mean, I'm on the court. I'm on like the corner of. I'm not like an active participant, but I read a lot of the corner of film Twitter that's all about this movie. I'm like, yeah, Jim's back, never doubt the king, blah, blah, blah. And I was all aboard this Avatar. When I when that trailer came out, I mean, you can ask my, my roommate, our good friend Will, who will probably be on the show one day. Um, we'd go to the movies, and whenever that trailer would come on, I'd start hooting and hollering, jumping in my chair, like, we are so back, we are so back. So maybe I was coming into it with too high of expectations, because I didn't love it. I thought it was... The obvious problem is just too long. The whole middle hour is just too much hanging out with the kids, looking at wildlife. I didn't really care. Um, mm-hmm. Cameron's getting pretty defensive over that one. He's like, you know, you got to have vibes in your movies or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but they should be interesting and not <laughs> corny. But, I mean, I don't know. I was I was big into the original Avatar when it came out. I was 14, saw it, you know at the theater with my little brother and we were like oh like we didn't really expect anything of it and we saw we we're like oh this is awesome i think it's kind of how everybody walked out of that movie back then yeah no. but i was watching some clips today and i was like oh this is so stupid like maybe this is just as stupid as avatar 2 not nah, avatar not 1 rules avatar 1 because i saw it in the re-release in september it's such a tight perfect little story like yes i get the criticism of like it's repackaged dances with wolves pocahontas you know like a very famous story but like it's his character arc is rock solid you know all of the characters journeys like dance with each other quite well you know and it's um i mean the biggest thing like it's not it's not gonna make us sound smart you know for um all the execs were trying to get to hire us, you know, because our scripts, our pitches aren't getting. I mean, Raimi turned down our Spider-Man Four, man. You know, that was... we'll get him next time. We'll show him who's boss. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think Avatar One is like a perfect little bottle, and Avatar Two. I don't know these these Cameron interviews have been getting to me because I'm, I'm coming in with a hot thing here, Sam. Because me and you were both not hot about it at the theater. I'm like. It's like he's like hypnotizing me. He's getting me back. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hearing his interviews about like sometimes you just need vibes. You know, like everyone's so obsessed with plot, and I'm like, yeah, totally. You he's know, right. like I the, I respect the hell out of the swimming section of the movie. That middle hour where they're just like 
vibing in the water. I respect mm-hmm. the hell out of it. I cannot say that I enjoyed myself <laughs> all that much. I wasn't on the ride because I, I saw it again in theaters a week or two ago. You saw it twice. I saw it twice. Um, That's why they're doing so well. <laughs> uh, King Cameron, he predicted it. You know, he was <laughs> he was like, I can go down in my sub. and and escape all the alimony I owe (laughs) and you will all watch this fucking movie um yeah I I basically my issues with Avatar 2 which I think we shared is like massive protagonist issues like who are we experiencing this through you know um the kids are boring that's indefensible the kids are fucking boring you know? Yeah. The I've said this, I mean, I think a lot of people said this before, but I, I can't tell the difference between the two brothers. Uh, Tuck, I knew, because Tuck was the little one. Uh, oh, last week Weaver, we were talking Tobes, this week we're talking Tuck. You know? We're talking Tuck. And so, like, yeah, I knew Sigourney Weaver's character, because she always sounded like an old lady, and she had the Bushwick haircut. Um, but the two brothers, like, the character designs too similar, voices too similar, and not, re- I'm sure you, if you broke it down for me, I could understand the difference between their characters, but they both just seemed, it's like, yeah, and they're the teenage boys who are, like, kind of arrogant. And, like, the only difference to me is, like, one went with the whale and one died. I don't know if it was two different ones. Uh, I never understood. Yeah. I mean, you enter this, like, it's basically like, once upon a time, we're back. Like, Jake and Natiri, they're leading the resistance. They've got all these kids now. One is really boring and follows the rules. One is also really boring and kind of doesn't follow the rules. One is an old lady (laughs) that (laughs) will make you... It's like the auditory version of the Uncanny Valley for the entire movie. (laughs) And then one is a baby and is in wars for some reason. Was there only four of them? I feel like there was... Oh, Spider! Dude, we're not talking Spider! Spider. I forgot about Spider. (laughs) Spider! Never would have guessed it. Best part of the movie. Um... And I think that in our Avatar three, we we go all in on Spider. Spider, dude, is and Quaritch. I like the villain Quaritch. You know, Quaritch as a villain, absolutely baller. Take, um, yeah. legendary performance by what whoever is, this guy's name is. Cool guy, great actor. Uh, dude, we do our things. research on this show. <laughs> we don't. That guy, I loved it when he said his lines right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we're introduced to all their kids. They're all flying um, the Akron. It's great. The Akron's fucking you know. sick. Great o- that was a good opener. I actually liked it. It's a good I opener. Mean, like, I like this train not... stopping, you know? Like when they're, like, bombing the train, you know? And, like, oh, yeah, chasing they're that doing down. a train thing. Yeah. yeah. It's real, it's like, good. Western shit. That's some yeah. good camera. And, yeah, tapping into, like, another genre, making it sci-fi, you know? Like, I'm. they take that weird yeah. family photo. <laughs> The family photo is iconic. <laughs> I, do you think Jim? Do you think Jim knew that was funny? No, I don't. You don't think he had any idea it was funny? Nothing never, in Avatar is ever funny, ever. What in the entire Avatar universe has ever been? It's like Michelle Rodriguez being like, "Here we go again." <laughs> like that's the joke. <laughs> I think they try to be funny with. Um, I mean, they do the thing where he the the big joke that landed with everyone is when he goes, "Hey, 
how the other kids look when they get in the fight. Yeah, that one, that one killed in the theater. People love. People are that like joke. so desperate to laugh at something. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Here we go, big comedy moment." <laughs> I was talking to someone, and he was up in arms over that joke. He was like, "Oh, great, toxic masculinity." And I was like, "Yeah, well, he's a marine." Like, <laughs> oh, well, when we talk about our Avatar three, I'm definitely gonna talk about my like moral qualms with this series. <laughs> like, I think it's. <laughs> Wait, you don't think you don't think the uh, the Blueface movie is a is a politically salient? You don't think this one's got it locked in, <laughs> impenetrable morals here? <laughs> well, this will start to lead us, I think, into our three talk actually quite well it's well first Mm -hmm. of all okay in relation to last week's episode weird bold takes and i have never i would never a sentence that's never been uttered before i'm realizing i think i like spider-man 3 better than avatar 2 i think uh no 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 because avatar 2 beginning and end work pretty well so the climax is so celebrated in this movie and like the set pieces should work right like them drowning in the boat it's titanic you know i don't get the critique of like always replaying the hits great i love hit records you know replay the hits um i guess they're both trapped under boats you know it's it's just very like um it's just i'm not invested in these characters you know like jake is like what I don't even know where he's at in this movie. You know, like he's like what's his moral conflict or what? Like I'm not even saying like stuff needs to follow some Sid Field thing, but like yeah. I yeah, what choices does Jake really make in this film? Where do we see He and chooses to he, take the family away from the tri- I mean, it's trying to Which be doesn't like, make any sense, which is a t- like it's clearly oh, just we're gonna, so they could have a new setting. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And that that was the thing. Like we get so invested in this tree civilization, you know? Like they <laughs> literally like the climax not the climax actually, the break into 3 of um, Avatar 1 is bombing this tree. We're so invested in it. And then they throw it all out. You know, they're like, now get now we have to reinvest you in a new tribe, which I get. It's trying to create a new tree. Grant. It's an underwater tree. They have their own tree. Don't worry. Ah, but this like, is... oh, so the tree's not even that special. There's like, everyone's got their own tree. It's... Doesn't seem like that big a deal when they bombed it in the first one. Then it's like, okay, just go go get another tree. I guess they just grow. You just plant a new one. Um, yeah, it's. But oh, see, this is where Mr. Cameron really gets me. Is James I just saw an interview um, where he talks about. He's like, yeah, well, these movies, like these are the boring ones. We have to make these ones for what we're gonna do in four and five. And I'm like, ooh. I don't know. Maybe I do want this. Maybe I want this grand epic. You know, like oh, they're not be great doing when all the tribes team up. Oh, that'd be cool. They'll be like all different shades of blue. It'll be like wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's um, it's a big movie. I think we're bouncing all over because it's not a, it's not a clean story, which I guess is okay. It's just like, it's very unlike his prior work. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, he used to make, like, very clean, straightforward, like, perfect, like, hero's journey stories. And this is the first one that feels a little bloated. It felt a little bit like a streaming series, you know, where it's, like, trying yeah. to buy time. 
You know? Like a se- season premiere. Yeah. You know? Like a bad season of a show. I, yeah. There's a, I don't know who we're experiencing this story through. Natiri is fucking, like, butchered in this. You know? Absolutely. Like, all she does is sob. Yeah. Um, the kids are boring. Quaritch and Spider rule. You know, like that's, I like all the stuff where like when they're hunting the whales and like this new, I actually think the replacing on Obtanium, do you think that got to him? Like in an Elon Musk, like pathetic, like can't be mocked way? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I was, yeah. Cause wait, they were bad. The, why did the Americans or the humans come back if they weren't, they weren't even after on Obtanium? I mean, how much time has it been that they're like, ah, oh, we don't need we don't need energy now. <laughs> <laughs> they switched to solar. They just, they finally did it. Yeah. It how much time, do we know how much time is between Avatar 1 and I think two? it's in real time. It's, I, I think it's like, it's like 15, 20 years. Yeah. I guess it's gotta be more than 10 because unless Navi have a, have an accelerated life cycle, but even yeah. spiders like definitely like 15 or something. So it's at least 15 years. Yeah. It's about 15 years probably. Boom. Nailed it. Figured it out. So do you think before we head into this, Mm-hmm. And I think we'll just keep talking about Avatar 2 as we break Avatar 3. But before we head into this, do you think Avatar 3 is a guaranteed slam dunk? Like, this is going to work no matter what? No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It'll make a shitload of money no matter what. You think so? I don't know. Um, Can't bet against Cameron if he's in the director's chair. I mean, we can pretty much do whatever we want. So I think that it's time for us to be bold Okay. Because people liked this three-hour movie that was mostly boring. Before um, we get bold, before we, as in the trailer, long pause, get mighty, I think I want to do a little something with you, Sam. Um, if you could bow your hand, your, bow your hand. <laughs> you can bow your head and digitally hold my hand. I'd like to do a little prayer to Ewa. Dear mighty Ewa, please join us right now. Please Help us to make the best version of seed bearing possible. We want to bear this seed. You know, we're, we know what's at stake here. We must make a great movie for our holy savior, the Walt Disney Company. They only came in third place in the box office results last year. You know, they came behind Warner Brothers and Sony Pictures. They need Avatar 3 to bear them a lot of seeds. Wait, are you, you know? serious? They lost to Warner Brothers and Sony last year? Yes. Awa just said yes. Awa, no. Awa is very upset with the box office returns of Avatar. Wait, to... they're not even top dog? What is, what is all this for? That's why they brought what? Iger back. <laughs> you really... Awa doesn't like when the prayers get interrupted by business I'm not. Questions. I'm one of those marine Navi that's kind of like, oh, I don't care. I got the Oakleys and shit. Well... Please help us to find the spirit, to find the energy, to find the mightiness, to tap into the Akron, to tap into... Oh, fuck, I tried to memorize the whale name and I forgot it. (laughs) And here's hoping we can make a version of Avatar 3 where once again there could be at least one more, maybe more, hair sex scenes. Yeah, I don't know. You don't like the hair sex? I just think maybe the next one should just be really tight. You know, you can still make it three hours if you want. I feel like you could save a lot of money by making it half as long. I thought you meant the hair sex should be really tight. And I was like, 
Yeah, maybe that's a thing. I, no, that's a good. Th- I think that's a good thing with human sex. With hair sex, you probably want it looser because you don't want to get tangled. <laughs> do I you think when Atiri and Jake problem. had sex in the first movie, do you think she's like she's like I'll go slow? I know your braid is tight. <laughs> I know you don't have a big braid hole. <laughs> oh, oh, too far. <laughs> no, I just feel bad for Jake. You know, he's out there. Because he's basically doing it for the first time, you know, like a man his age for the regular Navi, they should have had it figured out by that, especially in their culture. They seem pretty open and, you know, kind of like they're they're fooling around. And Terry's probably got a good body count at that point. Um, Jake's never done it. I think there's I think it's a culture where you like only have sex with one person, like because it's a Are big deal. Me? It's a oh big deal God, when they like me. Sucks. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Damn, their son died. I'm okay. I wasn't sad when the son dies in Avatar Two, like remotely. That's actually a big critique I have. He dies, and I did not care at all. But now yeah. I care because I know he died a virgin, and that sucks. You know? Oh uh, no, that's good. <laughs> He'll go to heaven. <laughs> Christian I, heaven. I just think it would have helped the script if there was a line where Jake was like, "Oh, my son is dead, and he's a virgin." This is the worst. <laughs> Such a bad and combo. Then, and then the brother's like, mm, no, he wasn't, because he's got some intel. And then he's like, what did you do? And then that's a whole scene. They they get into an argument. Turns out... <laughs> this could be a comedic out. scene. This could be... This could be a comedic scene. Finally, we more jokes in Avatar 2. I think a good joke would maybe be killing off Tuck. I think we could do that pretty funny. And, <laughs> Do you good. think we'd still have a hit movie if we kill off Tuck minute one? <laughs> I think we gotta do a we gotta do like what a, every great artist does when they're handed over uh, uh, to make a third movie in a James Cameron series. You take the cute kid he introduced and you kill him off in the first five minutes. The fans love it when you do that. They loved it in Alien Three. They're gonna love it in Avatar Three. <laughs> so we we kill off Newt. I mean Tuck and um. So then we've just got Spider, Sigourney Weaver, and Boy. Um, and I still think I think we could I kill off Sigourney to, Weaver. I refuse to ever learn any of their... It's Tuck, Sigourney Weaver, and Boy is how we will refer to them throughout <laughs> this entire podcast. I refuse to know anyone's name. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as you, and I think we could kill Sigourney Weaver because I just didn't think... I think that's diminishing returns. You could save a lot of money. Gotta, I think she's got to big back. I think, I think a big move for this movie is we need to cut costs. Because uh, <laughs> they got to make more money. Because Disney's doing so poorly. <laughs> they came behind Sony. Dude, that's embarrassing to come up for Disney to oh, come they're up. Not gonna, that's why they had to hire us. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're out of options. <laughs> we can't have this elite five-person <laughs> screenwriting team. Um, yeah, okay. Do you have a... Besides, like, I agree. We're going to find ways to make this funnier. Um, but besides that, do you have, like, an opening, like, pitch for, like, I don't know, a grenade to lob in? I've got something ready. I had one. This was actually how I got the idea for this podcast. I was about to tweet out my ideas for a new one. Mm. And I'm trying to pull up my Twitter drafts on desktop, and I, I can't figure out how to do it. Because um, Elon fucked us. <laughs> Okay, I wrote, they should do an avatar where the Na'vi take the battle to Earth and kill a lot of humans, but then they get addicted to Rocket League. So, that's something. Dude, that would have gotten at least three likes. 
<laughs> Dude, I got like 17 on on the current run. Dude, I don't you know should if you put that on your hinge. That's, that's going to get you some tight braid hole <laughs> on Pandora. Uh, but I do think, I don't know if it's for the third one, but I do think classic way you do a threequel, you take the fight to Earth. This is related to what I was going to pitch in a way. I'm not quite Earth, though. I think you might like what I'm... Okay, so I, I have I try to avoid the like rumor mills for this podcast of like what people are saying is going to happen because part of the fun of this is just like trying to break the story live. But like, unfortunately, I have seen the rumor that they're going to the Fire Tribe next. Fire Tribe. I'm the Ash people. We can talk about if we're gonna bring if we're gonna stay with that. You know, it's um. Because my biggest issue with Avatar 2 is that Jake was an unfulfilling protagonist, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. I think he doesn't make a lot of key choices. Um, my biggest issue is that he is terribly unflawed. You know, like he's not terribly interesting. He's like the first movie, it's very trite and simple, but it's like guy with marine brain starts to learn the ways of indigenous people and has an interior battle of like which side of himself which of the things that he's been taught to believe does he believe the most mm-hmm. you know what what will win the marine or the or his love for Natiri and all those people this movie it's like we open he's like this godlike leader he has so much love for his family. I guess they all love him too. Like there's no, like, I feel like something that would be interesting is if there was intrinsically, like he'll never quite be one of them. Like he's earned his way. He's there. And I guess he's their leader. Well, this is related to my pitch. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. it, And it also would fix a logical flaw from avatar one. So why do they all love him? Why in the first movie he gives intel to the fucking military that allows them to bomb that fucking tree? So true. So <laughs> and true. faces no consequence. Like he still gets to marry Natiri, and they like get mad at him for a while. They get mad at him for like an hour, like and like ten minutes in movie time, and then. But how does he win them back? He becomes Taruk Makto. He flies the big dragon. And there's everyone makes fun of the like, oh, I, I realize they probably never look up, you know, and he dives down. Here's my grenade. What if we have a reveal for this movie that he used human technology to fly that dragon? Like that it wasn't so simple as him like being a great Navi. He knew that he he was doing it for the right reasons. He's like, I need to become this to unite the tribes. This will result in good. But like, what if he like, the way they harpoon the whales kind of, what if he doesn't do it the way you're supposed to, you know? And that's a secret he's been carrying. He's not justifiably Taruk. Somehow he's not, he did not earn his keep of becoming Taruk Makto. Because I what I'm looking for is something that puts it to the test it's easy for him to love these people and to try to be the best he can for them to sacrifice for them when they all love him all the time. And it's all perfect. You know, what does it look like if they do not have that love for him anymore? 
Yeah. 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 Okay. I think you're, uh, so I, I take issue because I think it's never, I, I mean, maybe it's just a me thing, but I, no, I think a lot of people have this. It's never good or it's never preferable to do like a, actually that thing you sh- we showed you a few movies back, mm-hmm. there was something else happening the whole time. But I think you're on the right track um, with the challenging his role as Taruk Makto mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, what if simplified version rather than being like actually he cheated to get it? Like what if he got it, gets it legitimately? But what if a new guy pulls like what if there's there's like we open there's already a dispute and then some other, someone else becomes Taruk Makto and uh, maybe they go back to to the the tree people. And there's a new Taruk Makto who's usurped him. And then it's like, uh, it's like he's got a rival. And then um, Tuck dies comedically. <laughs> and we just get into the real movie here. Uh, we got, I, like, what we got to do with Jake Sully, like, yes, we got to take him down a peg. We got to give him, make mm-hmm. him more conflicted, more challenged. So I, I, I think that's actually the right track is, like, challenging because he, he earns this all by doing some magic trick with a dragon. And then someone else should just be like, yeah, it was actually pretty easy to do it. What if someone else does it and, like, for, like, a third of the movie or, like, a, a, an eighth of the movie, there's the second Turk Makto, and then a third guy does it. And it's like, it's like, oh, it was actually wasn't that hard to do. We just never <laughs> thought of doing it that way because we're stupid fucking I mean, the initial aliens. thought for me is, like, is Karich could become Turk Makto. Oh, that's so good. That's well. That leads us into the fourth for sure. I mean, yeah. The thing is, we got it. We're I think we're building up to Avatar five, where or Avatar four. Avatar four, we bring the fight home. Um, here, let, let, we got to lay out our, our arc for all of these movies. Uh, the gyms, Disney's ready to throw out gyms. They want to do, do a cheaper plan. They know we already shot the other Avatar movie. But we're gonna do it our way. What does now. that cost? Like nine dollars? Like they they go into a building for like <laughs> two weeks and film it on green screens, you know? Yeah, these are really cheap movies. Yeah, <laughs> known to be the easiest movies to make. Um, so <laughs> they uh, but I think we're built. My vision for the arc of these films is that eventually the Navi are gonna take the fight to Earth. They're like, we're done defending. It's time to attack. And they're gonna basically can I pull. can I throw one thing hey, in da, 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 da. Okay. excuse you excuse you they are gonna pull a nine eleven they are gonna nine <laughs> eleven the shit out of Earth they're gonna blow up like the whatever Starfleet Center whatever the they got in Avatar world yeah the Navi are gonna fucking like they're gonna get into making bombs and shit and they are gonna fucking blow shit up and they're like don't fuck with our fucking planet yeah uh, and maybe they take over Earth. And then it become the last film was them realizing they've like it's a Navi dystopia that Navi rule over Earth, and then they mm. realize they're just as bad. We learn to live in harmony. What do you think? What do you got? What did you want to interrupt me with? Yeah, in ter- all I w- so in terms of talking about this movie, I agree. I think they have to take the battle to the humans. That's because I want to see them more active. You know, I think instead of Earth, which I think we should save for movie four. I agree. I think this is like. You gotta. I I feel like the humans have to have some sort of like, what's it called? Like Death Star type of thing, you know? Like a space station. A space station. That's like that's where they're getting, how they're getting people into Pandora. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they've got this space station, and I think they have to try to take the battle. 
either take the battle to some sort of space station or they try to like attack the main base on Earth. Not on Earth, on Pandora. They try to attack the main Pandoran like military base, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering, like, okay, I like the Taruk Makto thing we're toying with. What if Jake's... What if there was something... Because, like, my other issue with it is that it's, like, this movie about this white American dude that, like, basically does... He, like, becomes an indigenous person pretend, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? In the real-world equivalent, this would be, like, okay, we're going to put a bunch of Native American makeup on you and you're going to go win them over, you know? And then he becomes, like, their god. <laughs> um, but he didn't... But he's still a human, you know? And I guess that, that is explored, you know? He's a little bit of both. But what if, like, when he goes to the main military base, what if they've set up... What if they've created some sort of technology that can, like, if you hit it while you're in the room, it can separate a human from an avatar body? You, you, know, like, you know, it can, like, split those... It can split... It can create a split, you know? Like, physically? It would work... Maybe they've still got his body. Like, what if they bring him back to human form? How? Well, maybe they could make a clone of his body. They have from a like, clone of his body. Yeah, okay. They, like, speed grew a clone. I just want something that forces us to confront, and more importantly, forces Jake to confront, that whether he likes it or not, he's still a human. You know? Or still has a human background in him, and I think visually that must be, like... Yeah. Challenged. You Jake know? needs to learn to sit his white ass down and listen, basically. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Every time um, Natiri needs to go, Wah! he needs to sit down and listen. <laughs> <laughs> All 90 times that she does that in Avatar 2. Yeah. Oh, things just keep getting killed for her. I get That's her true. Stupid that is kids. her whole arc. <laughs> we are gonna have to have that happen a few more times because that, that logically would be her reaction to took getting took killed in go. a comedic way. In a comedic way, but we could know. do we could like do a smash cut where she starts to scream like that, but it like cuts to something funny. Like yeah, <laughs> Tuck's dead body floating in the water. <laughs> Maybe a shark, com- uh, alien shark, eats it. Okay, we we have. <laughs> We have what not if something went wrong? Effort. You know, in the end of Avatar two, when uh, they can still communicate with their son's dead body through the tree. Yeah. What if they could do that with Tuck? But like something got kind of fucked up in the process. Like half the Tuck got eaten, so it's kind of like a fucked up Tuck that's like kind of shifting Tuck in and got, out of existence. Tuck got eaten like in half, and like Tuck's hand is like crawling around Pandora, like trying to <laughs> in the dream in the spirit realm or whatever. Oh, that's so stupid. I guess we gotta have a scene. Maybe, maybe all the kids die, and Jake's gotta go and talk to his dead son. Oh, I guess he could talk to all the kids and be like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, see, death just—they kind of ruin death in this because you can just keep talking to people when they die. Oh, yeah, so I mean, maybe. Okay, we need to. We have not made good headway, and we're uh, we're, we're we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. We're getting there. Maybe getting there. there's something. Okay. Well, this is. I was gonna say like maybe the military has created something that could block, like it could interfere with the AWA signals, kind of. So mm, you can, like, like that. That's not my main issue. Is like we seem to be in agreement. We need something that may, that puts Jake in a tighter corner, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I 
would prefer if it's something that's like I just think it's like so boring and easy for him to be like the chosen one and it's like it's hard to be the chosen one being a leader results in tough decisions it's like Mm -hmm. I don't he's (laughs) I want to see him challenged over the fact that like he comes from this background and whether he likes it or not like he can't just simply be their god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, maybe the way to do it is this multiple people can become... Maybe... I Because there could be an inner... Like, maybe there's, like, two antagonists to this film. You know, like, maybe there's, like, someone becomes the leader. Someone becomes Tarek, Taruk Makto that he doesn't trust. Mm-hmm. You know? Or maybe there's, like, a new... Av- ooh, ooh. What if the military has come... With like a new, like they're continuing to bring more scientists into the Avatar program of some sort, you know, or somehow more and more Avatars are getting flooded onto this planet. And one of those humans in an Avatar machine, Taruk Maktos, like they become a Taruk Makto. And Jake would be like, well, that can't, we can't, we cannot follow Mm. this person, you know, like that we, how do, how can we trust them? You know, like he's got to learn to trust his Jake, you know? Yeah. He's, so he's skeptical of this new guy who just came in and basically followed the beats of Avatar 1. And he's kind of infiltrated. He's like, no, we can't trust him. He's a, he's obviously a spy like me. And they're like, well, we, dude, we what like if you. they let Spider become, to what, they let, what if they let Spider, <laughs> this is <laughs> crazy, baby. What if they let Spider, do the avatar program that's all he'd want he wants to be a navi dude they mm-hmm. have to let spider do the avatar program right he wants to be navi for sure so he would let himself go to quaritch because it's like you get to be a navi but you have to give me intel because he wants to be able to hook up with sigourney weaver he wants to be able to hook up with sigourney and what if spider and like someone that jake even has a relationship with spider becomes taruk makto spider usurps him and now spider is leading the this the the old tribe we have to talk about how we could just go back to the old tribe because this is maybe we have to figure out a way to do this with the water we gotta get to the ash people so what if they're i mean there's probably like something like a taruk makto of the ash people right like uh they got their own thing um what what if they have what if they have a prophecy that's like the opposite like they have an antichrist prophecy and um Jake Silly fulfills that. And so there's they're like, we gotta kill this guy. He's he's checking all the boxes of being the devil Jesus. We gotta kill him. Or maybe I maybe like Spider that. does. I mean I Spider does. That know? could be let's bookmark that. That could be useful as it like what if in okay, so like here's here's the kind of thing. This is a total Sam in our screenwriting to the audience, um, if you can't tell, I tend to be obsessed with structure and character arcs and stuff, which obviously Sam cares about too, but Sam tends to be like, okay, but what's cool? (laughs) If we were writing Star Wars, I would have been obsessed with Luke's arc and Sam would have been obsessed with like, okay, but like, how does this, what is the name of the Millennium Falcon going fast? You know, Um, which are both very important, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Sam's giving me a look like. (laughs) I'm not, wait, can you see me? You can't see me, can you? Oh, I can see you. You just can't see me. 
You've been watching me this whole time, you sick fuck. I can't even see you. You sick little piglet. Okay, so here's the kind of thing that I think you would love to solve, Sam. What? Are you going to eat chips during the podcast? That is the worst sound. <laughs> Stop. We're losing all of our viewers, our listeners. <laughs> no more chips. <laughs> I'm going to tell the audience what you ordered from Postmates many times. <laughs> This is going to be our runner. This is my threat. <laughs> the internet will mock you. Um, okay, let me ask this fucking question. What kind of... In the first movie, they fly dragons. In the second movie, they ride whale thingies. You know, dolphin thingies. Like, what do the ash people ride? They lava surf, like Bionicles. They have cool surfboards made of stone that they carve their whole lives. So is this the first they, group that doesn't like a, a connect to a living thing? Volcano. They, they feel the way of the volcano. The volcano speaks to them. Um, Pandora volcanoes are like kind of living. Maybe there's rock monsters on Pandora. There's already floating rocks. So we could probably get away with rock monsters. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they, uh, they lava surf for sure. Um, what if maybe like, there's dragons? Lava dragons. Lava. I mean, lava dragons is sick. That's easy. Should it's we just easy. go with the easy thing of lava dragons? I like lava surfing because I like bionicles. I like um, lava. Here's my idea for because I think we need to create something that is akin to Taruk Makto. Mm -hmm. What if there's like, what if to get your lava surfboard, which is like a big like rock thing you know like you have to go into like the belly of like the volcano where it's like really mm -hmm. hot like you can't survive for longer than like three minutes in there and you have to like mm -hmm. pull a stone from the molten lava and that will be like but it's like there and there's one stone that's like the it, it's literally just this is a, just a version of the sword in the stone where it's like this is the one no one's ever been able to pull out this is a was Bionicle surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem to love it. Um, I th I mean, he could do it. It's, it's okay. I then we're doing lava dragons. Then we're doing lava dragons. Lava dragon sucks too because we just did water. I mean, I guess it's just there's a. Was the first one was that the Earth movie or was that the Air movie? Because if we're doing four elements, but they're doing five movies. How many elements are there on fucking Pandora? Are they doing the thing where you separate rock and sand? Is there like a sand one? And then there's like a dirt one? Because like in Bionicle, we're, they had the black Bionicle and the brown we're Bionicle. We're just talking Avatar 3, the seed bearer. We haven't even gotten into who's going to be bearing seeds, you know, all of this. You know, maybe It's got to be Spider. He's busting, busting I think he's loads. bearing seeds. I think it might... Okay, maybe we bring something in with the seed bearer. There's some podcast lore here. Um, Sam loves, just like I do, to talk about theme parks. You know, we're both big theme park heads, aren't we, Sam? Not true. <laughs> we think that Disneyland rules, you know? <laughs> um, no, we, I am, uh, I'm pathetic, um, have brain worms that thinks that these things are cool. Um, but this is relevant, Sam. There is an avatar land at Disney's Animal Kingdom in Orlando. And when you walk into this land, there's a big phallic seed. You know, it's this giant, like, thing that looks like a penis. 
um, that's called a seed. And if you go and rub it, I'm not kidding. If you go and rub it, it shoots, it spurts out water out of the tip all over the guests in front of it. Jim, Jim, don't miss. <laughs> Jim, don't miss. He's... This is like I said. I, I I'll paraphrase this here. I was saying this on Twitter last night. Um, Jim Cameron, James Cameron is clearly James Cumron. He's a cummy guy. Uh, the sequel Avatar to the Seed Bearer, obviously cum connotations, but uh, famously in his Spider-Man script, which was basically the blueprint that Raimi's Spider-Man would fall from. Uh. That was the creation of the organic web shooters. And there's a scene where Peter wakes up in his bed as, you know, he's just become Spider-Man and he wakes up and he's covered in web. Like, it's like a wet dream visual metaphor. Like, Jim's a cummy guy. Like, I mean, think about Aliens. He was all about that. He, like, yeah. he took the, because I think you see the, the robot spew, spew some ooze in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he kind of sh- starts spazzing, spitting shit out of his mouth. But in this one, like... Cameron was like, oh, no, we're doing cum dumpsters. Like, we're just buckets of this shit. It was spraying every which way. Mm-hmm. Dude's head gets cut off. He goes, not bad for a human. Like, think, Jim's a cum guy. Do you, Jim think he likes to, do you think he likes to get down in his in his subs, like, down way deep below where no one can find him so he can do weird cum stuff? Like, he's like... I think that's true. And you know what I'll also say? I think J- James Cameron likes two kinds of subs. You know what I mean? <laughs> You think he's like using his mind? No, it's too I think, disgusting. I think, he's, I think he's doing some. I think him and Arnold might get into some Hollywood bukkake shit or something. Who knows? You know, <laughs> when you're that rich and famous, you gotta find your thrills. And what I hear, what Catherine Bigelow says, that with him, he's all about going hard all the time. He's he's like an intense person. Like he, his wives leave him because I don't want to drag Catherine Bigelow in, into this. I think I'm not this. saying I'm not. Cameron Bukaki conversation. I didn't say she had it. She probably never did it. I'm just saying he, James, Cam, James Cameron is a man. Uh, James Cumron is a man of extremes. With uh, he basically, it's like when he's not making a movie, he's trying to see the deepest part okay, of the earth, okay, okay. the top of a volcano. We need to let write fin- this. Movie. No, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. And I'll just say that he clearly is into some extreme stuff in the bedroom, and it makes all of our films. reviews for the first two episodes of the podcast is that. In the pie chart of how much we discuss writing and discuss cum. (laughs) But that's the thing, is that writing is the cum of the brain. That's why pens look like that and ink flows like that, is because it's the cum of the mind. Dude, when I cum, it looks like a pen writing on paper. (laughs) Oh, when I cum, yeah, it looks like I scribbled a little blob on a napkin. Mm. You you love this. <laughs> That's the sound that edited it out. <laughs> no way, I'm editing this one. <laughs> I'm editing this one. I'm, I get control. I'm Sam Cumman over here. Uh, <laughs> Sam Cum man. <laughs> I'll take it. That's, you know what? Okay. You talking about okay, it? Okay, we're still do- we we've gotten a solid four minutes of cum banter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, how about we use this title? All we've been given is that it's called the seed bearer. Who is bearing the seed? What seed are they bearing? You know. It's got to be spider. I think spider. So, what if, okay, what if the way you become, like, the god of the fire ash tribe is you, 
like maybe nothing can grow there. It's all molten. It's all burnt. You know, it's like they they do not have vegetation, and like their prophecy is like someday. So good. Someone Player. will bring us organic life again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the seed. Like, he's going to bear the seed of life. Like, he's going to... Whoever bears the seed, which I think is going to be spiders, somehow he brings organic life back to this tribe. Okay. Yeah, I hear that. Um, Why don't the Ash people just leave and go... Because Pandora's rich with life. They, this is, like, their sacred ground. Yeah, it's their sacred ground. Like, I think they've learned to live with the molten lava, you know? Like, I think, like, they eat and drink in different ways, you know? Like, they've developed their own civilization around this with the idea of, like... I mean, like, fun fact, I uh, spent a few months working as a farmer, you know, and lava... When lava touches soil... um, it makes it extremely well basically lava makes soil extremely good at growing plants you know so it's like someday this will be the richest most fertile part of pandora you know and they're like we've just got to wait it out okay yeah i hear you so the seed bearer is gonna accelerate that i don't know what do you what do you who's gonna bear the seed what do you think um, I don't have any ideas. Maybe, what if the movie opens and, like, the humans are, like, fuck it, scorched earth, and they just fucking nuke Pandora. And Jake and Natiri and all of them survive because they go underwater. And it's not, like, a regular nuke, you know, there's no radiation, we, you know, it's, but, like, everything's obliterated, and they have to turn to the Yash people, who are the only people who knew how to survive. Um, and, uh... They yeah, so the whole planet's scorched, and now they need seeds. And the only this is I don't know. Do we have to keep the same title? I thought it could be a good guiding force, you know. But we we could throw out, you know. I love that the movie's called the Seed Bearer. I feel like they probably had an idea, and that's why they named it that. We probably named it the Seed Bearer. Okay, we'll throw out the title. We'll throw out the title. If you have an idea, I don't have any idea. I don't want to make a movie. You know, I want to make a movie about planting plants, but I don't think it's going to be a box office smash. I don't know. I wouldn't think the like swimming with whales that talk to you and say it's too painful would be some slam dunk, but apparently it is, you yeah. know, it's, um, okay. We really, we have an hour and five minutes left to get this pitch to Bobby. Bobby Iggs is not going to be happy. He's not going to let me go back to Pandora land in Florida and rub that seed until it Bukaki's some Florida guests, you know, he's going to block me from my beloved park. <laughs> I used to be a teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, love people. Uh, okay. Why do they? We're, this this is this is all just part of the writing process. You know, we, we're, we're throwing out. There's a lot of loose strand ideas right now. I think they're going to start to come together quick. Let's think about. What? Okay, do we want to do lava people? Because what we were talking about doing, we switched to that, but what we were talking about doing was like they could go attack like 
a... What if, like, the main army base is in this part of Pando... Okay, you might like... I like this. This is... Okay, this is starting to get... I, I think I got something. What if there's, like, a part of Pandora? It's, like, where the humans first landed. We've never actually been here. Mm-hmm. This is, like, where initial touchdown happened. Neil Armstrong moment. And it is scorched earth demolished. Mm-hmm. You know? This is where the war happened, where they first, like, really started to take over this planet. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, the human base is now. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, as we know from Avatar 2, like, they know where Jake is. The war's coming to them, you know? They know they're with the water tribe. They know they're with, they know about the air flying tribe. So, um, they're gonna, ships are coming to go to war. And, like, with this amount of infantry, the Navi don't stand a chance. So, they have to attack the humans. And they have to go to the scorched earth part of Pandora, where touchdown initially happened and there's like a tribe of navi that have learned to live in this scorched earth these are the fire people they live on the outskirts of the main base you know they like feed off of like what's left of the humans trash and stuff you know yeah okay i'm into that scavenger navi scrappers scavenger navi scrappers they've kind of developed their own like newer younger culture you know, yeah, but they're like, like post-industrial. They're like a industrialized Navi kind of. But they would know how to. They would know how to get into the base. You know, they're like they. Yeah, they're inside Navi. You know, insider Navi in a way. You know, that's cool. There's a, I believe in the first Avatar, it's called like Hell's Gate, like the home base. Is this the same one? Because there's that main base in Avatar 1, but they get kicked out of there. I don't think that's the main base. I think we're made to think that's the main base. That's just, that's nothing. Like, the main base would be a city, you know? Oh, damn. Yeah, they've really gone for it. Yeah. And all around the city is, like, a scorched earth, like, plant life doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? And that's where this tribe is. Like, there's a circle. Imagine there's a city, and then around it there's, like, a circle of dead trees you know because they scorched it to build a city yeah real fire nation shit yeah and they live in this part so i think this movie it makes sense with their arcs jake and natiri and all uh, the kate winslet and the other guy and boring kids they're bringing back kate we'll we'll feel it out we're gonna get there i think we're finally starting to crack this pitch (laughs) um they bring the fight to they're, they're like, we have to bring the fight to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if those troops step touch down, it's over. We have to destroy. I mean, I think they have, It's it's got to be like a Death Star thing. Like if they hit this button, if they do this thing, they can blow up the, the main computer frame. Mm-hmm. I like know? that. Yeah, really de- destroy the infrastructure that allows them to get to. Because, yeah, they. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, infrastructure that allows humans to have access. To... So, wait, are you saying that. This home base, human home base, is it still occupied by humans? Yes. And then there's there's a like parasitic Navi living on the outskirts. Yeah. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. What so they, they have like, to go. Okay, keep going. Well, another angle I have. I mean, just you know, just floating things out there. What if? What if there was? What if they go there? What if they're like, we have to go to home base. We've got to do it. And then they get there. And there's no more humans there. And the Na'vi have already taken over. But mm. the Na'vi, 
they've got control of the human's missile defense system and they're about to nuke earth i don't know i just riffed that um and then it's like that's a real marvel movie thing where it's like oh we agree with the villain and the villains making really good points but we got to team up with the cia to kill them because they're going to use violence to accomplish their goals um i think that's some good stuff for four or five you know i think so many of these movies yeah, I know, but we want, dude. We we live off this two fifty that we get from Bob Iger. Every I forget two years. what's our rate. Is it two fifty dollars a a day? Is that our day rate? No, it's flat rate. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be a trailer editor forever, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're cutting the trailer for the movie you came up. With. <laughs> Like, oh, my agent sucks. It's like, hey, I know we could save this movie a little extra cash. I'll do it on premiere at my house. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think, no, I think they've got to. They're, they're trying to infiltrate. It, here, this could be the, the thing. It's not like a, like the city is basically desolate at this point. After the attack on that one base, like humans were getting out of there. It's like New York City after 9-11. Like people, like a lot of people were moving out. You know, people like don't are scared to be in Pandora. Mm-hmm. So the city's like largely abandoned. It's like a ghost town. Yeah. You know, and the Navi like kind of like make their way through it, you know. Like oh, dude. What if you're, you ever see uh, the second uh, Matt Reeves Planet of the Apes movie? I guess it was his first, but the second in that CG trilogy. Yeah. Um, what if it's kind of like that? It's kind of like a ghost town. And the plot of this film is, because this is, you know, this is basically chapter two in this bigger story. This isn't the showdown against all the humans. This is the showdown against, like, they need to take over this city. And there's, like, one guy who's controlling it. And it's, like, they kind of walk, you kind of walk into the middle of, like, this big saga between, like, the Navi, like, Viet Cong in the city and uh, the humans, like, with, like, there's a small amount of humans, but they've got a gra- they've still got control, but, like, some of them are innocent, you know, there's just, like, moms with babies who were just born on, on Pandora, and, uh, oh, that, that's, there you go. Do you remember that movie, the second one, where it's, like, there's apes, yeah. there's a human city among like the apes, this. and, uh, what's his, what's that actor's name, the Harry Potter guy, um, Sirius Black? Oh, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. Gary Oldman's like the kind of fanatical fascist, like guy, like clinging mm-hmm. on to control by a thread. Like I think you get a great character actor for that, or just a great yeah. actor. Maybe it's Emma Thompson. Who knows? Um, or maybe we bring back SUNY Purchase alum Edie Falco, and this is her city. She's been running this thing. Or she's like been she's been given the boost because she did really well with yeah. the last mission. It's like now she she's got to try to bring back this city. Yeah, she's in charge of the city, and she's she, it's full fascism, and they've got to get there because the city at like the top of the tower and the center of the city is like the thing that controls all communications with Earth or something. And if they take that out, uh, they're cut off from Earth, and then they have a chance of like taking out the humans once and for all. Um, that's kind of cool. That's fun. Sure. Okay, so. I like this. I like this city. What if... So what if, like, in the beginning of the movie, B-plot, villain B-plot, mm-hmm. Quaritch knows he's got Spider in his back pocket now. You know? And Edie Falco knows in this city. You know? Are we still doing the chips? We're still... <laughs> We're still... <laughs> Okay, um, so, stop. 
stop eating chips. <laughs> There's only a little bit left. Let me just finish the bag. If you eat another chip, this is... <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep talking. I, I have to write it alone now, even though we have to split our 250 50%. Uh, <laughs> it's really sad. So, Quaritch knows he's got Spider in his back pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, They know that these... Um, that the Ashen Navi tribe have like a prophecy, right? Which is like, there's a seed. I'm going to bring back the seed bearer. Just bear with me for a second. Seed, bear with me. There's a seed. <laughs> there's a seed that it, that like they've always been looking for. It's like, this isn't a Taruk Makta. The way that they, they do it is like whoever finds this idol, you know? It's an Indiana Jones type of thing, you know? And they use forensic science, Quaritch and... Edie Falco, to locate where this seed is. They're like, we can basically run a Navi tribe if we institute their god through the Avatar program. And who are they going to get to do that? Who could speak to them? Who could do it? Spider. Who Mm -hmm. would do it? Because he has always dreamed of being a Navi. Mm -hmm. You know? So he becomes like the god. So when Jake... And Natiri and maybe Kate Winslet and them. Are you eating? <laughs> Sam is sucking off of his grubby, <laughs> off of his grubby <laughs> fingers. He's eating I like salt how the, and vinegar. The edit for this video is gonna be like me, like doing okay on the camera, and then it be like, ah, and then it just cuts to that. Yeah. So and then, uh, yeah. So no, all right, spiders. Spiders. Okay. So. So spider, if you eat one more chip, there's no more chips to eat. There's no more chips to eat. Good. That's <laughs> that would have been a great thing to do before the recording. I had to buy them. Shut up. You had to. Had to. <laughs> you must. Okay. So spider is going to be the seed bearer. That's part of their plan. Then Jake and our heroes arrive to this Navi city. What, what should we name the Navi City? What's the, what's a dumb avatar name that they would have? It would be mm, like... City of Light. The City of... Dude, it's probably going to be in one of these, two. And then you get there, and it's dead. It used to be light, but now it's dark. Honestly, poet... Dude, I, I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weeping. So, they, they arrive to the City of Light. And... But now, like, but Spider, as an Avatar Navi, is, like, their god. He's Taruk Makto, and Jake is like, I don't know, I don't trust this. Which, And it's interesting in a twofold way. It's interesting because it's like, you fucking hypocrite, he's you. Mm-hmm. And two, Spider's like family. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're like, of course we can trust Spider. Sigourney Weaver's gonna be like, I, of course... I love, I am 14, and I love him. I'm going to drop my necklace off the Titanic. <laughs> She's, he's got the voice. That's great. That's good. Wait, so, okay, so first act is basically Spider becomes new, to the, the seed bearer. Meanwhile, Jake learns, they develop the plan to go to City of Light. And yeah, so they break. realize the humans are coming. They go to the City of Light. So it's like they, midpoint, midpoint of the film. They get to the City of Light and they encounter Spider, who is Seed Bearer. 
Yes. Yeah. They they probably got to take some long journey. You know, this is how you can introduce the other tribes. Just do it lickety split. Yeah. We, well, we so so does this yeah. mean that therefore, so if Spider's now the seed bear, does that mean that now there's a bunch of Navi on his side that yeah. are like down to fight? He's against their them? god. He's, He's their, their god. god. So are they Whatever just, are they just says stupid? Goes. Are we just saying that the Navi are stupid? They just fall well, for Well, this is a set work. up in the first movie. That, they, yes, they are. They forgive Jake of his war crimes because he can ride a dragon. Well, it could have been they could have been just a simple tribe. You know, maybe the tree people are dumb as shit. But like maybe the city avatar, <laughs> much like the city people, are a little smarter but than the country brings, people. He brings the seed that will allow them to regrow life in like regrow plant life in the city i think of course they would go for that right okay sure um i don't know if we got a slam dunk here this doesn't feel like a slam <laughs> i'm i think this spider villain thing is interesting spider villain this, spider it gives jake an interesting way it gives jake an interesting story you know yes gotta, that shit's good that shit's good the seed so he fulfills the prophecy. Now, I think that one thing I was excited by is that, and I think Jim talked about this in an interview, is that like all the Navi we've seen are good. Now we're going to see mm-hmm. see more moral complexity in Navi tribes, which is good. It's like, like let's get out of these black and white narratives. Like, Yeah, uh, I think this tribe like works with the military. Like they like kind of like they're... They're more enmeshed with the human culture. That's cool. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There's... um. Dude, I think this is a bit of a slam dunk. I yeah, think it's like I think first half of the movie, like they're going to go on like a Lord of the Rings-esque perilous journey. Across Pandora. Pandora. It's going to set up all the biomes and dude, of Pandora. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like they're trying to do these movies where it's like each movie we're going to learn about a tribe. Fuck that. Mm-mm. Montage. Montage. You know? Travel. So, okay, so let's figure out what kind of tribe. Let's just, we got to figure out our first act. So what kind of biomes are we going through? So of course we got to see some ice navi, do some, you know, Inuit style, like they got parkas or something, right? Right, mm-hmm. ice, navi. ice navi, or maybe they're just maybe they they're naked like other navi, and they just like are like really thick, like they just grow thick layers of navi blubber, and they're just like these really yeah, tall, like really big... fat navi. We can cast Brendan Fraser as one of those <laughs> navi. <laughs> Cameron would love that. Um, <laughs> and then there's got to be the the yeah we could do the lava navi. Well, we got to do the sand navi. You know, sand navi. Sand navi. They have like a big cactus for their tree, so that's Dude, it's important. It's really easy. We can just steal every planet that has ever existed in Star Wars gets a navi tribe. Well, I think we got to do the bionicle way. So we got sand. Now we of course need the earth navi. They got to go underground. There's a navi that live underground, and they're short and hunched back navi, and they're like, oh, oh, everybody, we we got to so descriptive. And, and can they, we get this in the pitch tech that they go yeah yeah because they they're the navi that love unobtainium their whole thing is Mm -hmm. unobtainium that's like what they eat they have like rock teeth um so that's important lava navi of course lava surfers gotta get that set piece in there just a quick little thing just some fun for the crowd this of course remember this this first act this montage and other movies a montage would be like 90 seconds Tops three minutes. No, we're gonna give it twenty to thirty minutes. I'm thinking ninety minutes for this montage. Ninety minutes? How long it's, is this movie? It's an Avatar movie. It's <laughs> it's at least three hours. We we are fill we gotta fill out that runtime. It's a long montage. We're gonna do ninety <laughs> minutes of meeting all these. We tribes? gotta spend at least twenty minutes per <laughs> That's tribe. So boring. <laughs> 
Oh, you don't like that? That The last one, you spent an hour just with one tribe, and now it's like, you know, I'm mixing it up. This is actually relatively fast-paced okay. by Avatar standards. So Sure, yeah. You beggars so can't be choosers here. I think our, the audience should be grateful. Influence, so just to be clear, our big influence on the movie thus far is Bionicles. Yes. The <laughs> and the lore. <laughs> So oh. then we got to get to the air tribe. Does anyone in the audience know how you post for like to find new co-writers? <laughs> like, is there <laughs> that have less bionicle influence? You, you, know, you, you make say, fun of you make fun of me for liking like the haunted mansion. Yeah, because like, haunted mansion's not cool. All bionicle's you talk cool. about are toys. Bionicle's cool. Haunted mansion's not. Bionicle are biomechanical robots. It's a biological chronicle. I You're, have nothing in, but love in my heart for you, anyone that's listened to this podcast. Good thing we're popping a drink now. <laughs> this is a five-course meal of a podcast. <laughs> yeah, beer and chips. Jesus Christ. Officer. What are you, my dad? Officer father? Uh, listen, <laughs> I'm the only one with good ideas here, so I get to decide how many beers I drink. Here's what's going to happen. We then meet the air people, and they have to climb... They have to climb to the top of the tallest mountain on Pandora to get to the air people. And they get up there, and there's an old Navi. It's like the oldest Navi we've ever seen. And they're like, what happened to your people? He's like, oh, they're long gone. And they're like, they're long gone. We came all this way. We need their flying technology to get us across the great sea to get to the city. Because this is the last tribe they're going to meet. You know, we've Mm -hmm. already done desert, lava forest water ice and now we get to the air people and he's like oh no so he's like they're long gone like oh no they're long gone he's like oh no 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 they're not gone they're gone and he gestures out and then you see they're all flying on like some cool gliders or dragon like some dragons that are differentiated from the original dragons like oh they're gone like they're out and they come back and they meet the leaders and like maybe Mm -hmm. they're like all women or so i don't know mix it up maybe they're gay or something uh, maybe they're coded as like. Dude, this is super progressive. It's progressive. I think we got to mix it up. Maybe they're coded. You got to be able to cut that out in China. You got to be able to cut that out in foreign markets. <laughs> <laughs> I just think this is what Bobby Iggs and Jimmy Cams get for hiring. I'm I'm a I'm a queer screenwriter. You know, I want the queer Navi. You know, I I I've only seen them sucking and fucking one way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Uh, we need to see some queer Navi. So, but not in China. Um, but so yeah, so then they, they go on a flying adventure and it's like Legend of Zelda, Skyward, whatever, these movies and these games. And then they, the midpoint is they get there, they see Spider, because we got to get moving, man. We got they, yeah, no, So minutes. then they land there, 90 minutes into the film, they finally get to the main conflict and there's just like a giant hologram of like Spider being like the, the leader. He's like the, they're like fascist leader in this city and they're like, uh oh. We got a lot of work to do. Or maybe they're like, all right. They wouldn't know it's Spider yet. They wouldn't know it's Spider yet. It looks just like, no, because Sigourney Weaver's going to know it's Spider. Oh, so do we still have all these kids? Have we not? Did any of them die? No, the kids are all. We're going to figure out how to kill Tuck in scene one. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, Tuck maybe fell off, just kind of got lost on this montage. No, I think. Okay, well, we'll get to the Tuck death towards the end. We, We have bigger fish to fry. Sigourney Weaver has to be there because we're going to. In this movie, this isn't a big Sigourney movie. You know, she's going to continue 
to be in... <laughs> I know. I don't love it either. I was thinking, like, well, maybe the character will get better as the actor ages. And I was like, oh, wait. It's not a real kid. It's, a, uh, it's objectively can only get worse. I've never kissed a boy before. It's so hard being a young, vibrant young teenage She's leaning Navi. in to kiss. She's leaning in to kiss Spider, and you hear her joints breaking. Like. Oh, that's so fucked! If they make if they make those two actors actually kiss, that's like, I think you got. Groomer. I'm not excited about you it. You got groomer allegations right there. You want to come after Cameron? He thinks he's invincible, but you could do it. You could totally do yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah. Spider's a young boy. He is played by a 19 year old. He's 19? It's a 19 year old. Well, not in all of it, because they shot it twice. They shot the whole movie with him as like a kid, and then they reshot in a motion capture suit, and then they reshot all of his scenes with him older years later or something. We are making the movie less problematic in that we are taking a character, a white character with dreads, and at least giving him digital dreads. And we're making is... him blue. We're making him blue. But you know, so does, what's Spider's arc? Does he need to learn that he's not gonna be um maybe he wanted maybe he doesn't want to be navi maybe he liked what makes him himself all along uh, yeah i think he likes the power i think he does this at first because he's like i can use this power for good you know but then he i think we're gonna i think at the climax of the film he's trying to balance both sides he's trying to please daddy and please jake daddy you know Quaritch Daddy and Jake Daddy, his two daddies, you know? This has nothing to do with the gay part of the movie. This is just the two daddies part of the movie, mm-hmm. you know? And he, so he's got his two daddies, and he's trying to please them both. And then at the climax of the movie, he's got to pick between daddies. And I think he's going to pick Quaritch. This is part of Spider's antagonist arc, Oh no. you know? He's going to turn against the family, and that's going to, and I think a big part of his arc is, like, try, him and Sigourney are going to have... They're gonna have like a big ethical debate across across the second part of the film, where like it's she's like he's like no 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 I can I can work with both for good, and she's like no you can't. He's like well what about what your dad did? What about what Jake did? I'm doing what Jake did, you know, and that gives Jake a good arc. Jake's gotta go. Jake opens the film thinking, well what what is Jake's arc? He goes from. He's, I think maybe he's got to be, he's defensive over, I think he's basically like, I got, I got my way fair and square. Like I fought against the human stuff and it's like, he's got to come to terms with the bloodshed. He's almost, it's basically like he's got to learn to realize he's a Nepo baby, but he's a Nepo baby by his own hand. Yeah. What about this? What if it's like Natiri is, once they get like over the course of this film, she's extremely anti-spider. Yeah. She's like, this is bad. Jake's like, what are you talking about? He's like me. Yeah. You know, and basically through this, Jake's arc is he opens the film like, I am the natural leader of this. I am Tarouk Makto. By the end of the film, he realizes, because I, what if Spider gets away with it because Jake has a moment of empathy for him? He's yeah. Like, but he's like me. And that's how Spider gets away with it. And Jake realizes because of his white man, human ancestor background, he cannot be the proper leader of this. Natiri has to be the proper leader because she has the right instincts. Yes, and give Zoe Saldana that late career fucking, like, let's give her a fucking win. She got shafted in the last one. It's time for her to take the reins as a true protagonist. Um, Because she's the real, she's the biggest star in these movies. I mean, Yeah, and she's got to realize despite her, like, despite the tribe's ideas of, like, there are kings and queens are second, you know, she's she realizes, like, she... 
to save everything she loves, to save her planet, to save her land, to save her tribe, she must step up as the leader. She cannot rely, like, and Jake will be a part of it, but like, she's like, Jake, I love you. You can't be the one. Yeah, and she's going to be the one. She's going to go into this final match. I think Natiri versus Spider is such a good, I mean, she's got the beef with Korich too. Like, we got to figure out what he's been doing all along uh, Mm because it's been pretty Korich light pitch. But I do lo- I do think a face off between her and Spider as our climactic like duel like Spider's mm-hmm. getting bulked up and like he's like a combat hero and he's got human technology on his side too or something like because this is like you know we've done Avatar yeah the mm-hmm. aesthetic of this one you know we've done Avatar in the trees and we've done Avatar in the water and this one you know it could be like we could do something else but we're gonna do sort of like a one of those like apocalyptic cities overtaken by nature aesthetics i think that's kind of the look of this film you know big Mm -hmm. cities but it's covered with like crazy trees because the the fauna of pandora or the flora of pandora is just like it grows really fast and is really aggressive so that's the look i think we cracked a look because we can't just be another sci-fi movie that looks like blade runner you know it's got to be its own spin and fitting with the themes of avatar it's about nature overtaking the humans so we build up to a final confrontation between Neytiri and Spider. And Spider's got to live because he's got to shape up to be... Maybe he does shape up to be the big antagonist. Maybe Korich... I mean, his arc is important because he could certainly be on track as per the end of Avatar 2 to actually become a good guy or to do some sort of ultimate sacrifice um, yeah. to redeem himself. Um, I think that's going to happen. I think in Avatar 4, we're going to kill Spider. Oof. And that's going to be part of what leads Quaritch. Well, who's left? Be- Did we kill Tuck? Is Tuck left? We're we're probably going to kill Tuck. We got to kill yeah. Tuck. We got to we got to open this with some laughs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm laughing now just thinking about it. Here here's my pitch for the opening. It's like we're like we open, we're in the water tribe. Everything's good. They're all ha 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 ha. The the one the boy is <laughs> He's got his crush, you know? He's a little Jake sad because his, 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 the other boy died, but he's okay. You know, he's moved on. I think I think we never bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Deleted scene. We didn't write. <laughs> I think, like, someone could bring him, like, Sigourney could bring him up. Like, I was talking to Justin or whatever his name was. <laughs> I was talking to Justin. And they're like, who? Oh, right, our boring son. That di- thank God the boring son died. Was he? Which one was he? Was he the one who liked the rules too much? He was the one that liked the rules. Didn't even realize. I mean, you. I didn't know there was a distinction. That distinction between them until you told me. And I was relatively not that not sober while watching it. So I don't. Whatever. Um. Okay. Okay. Keep going. I'm listening. So um, everything's good, you know, and then. We land with Took, everyone's favorite, you know? She's running through the Pandoran or through the jungle or whatever. I don't know. She's running. She's like, la, 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 la. I'm so happy. And then she, like, trips. And um, she sees that her foot is, that her wrist is caught in, like, some vines. And she's like, oh, no, did I get stuck again? And the audience is like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then suddenly, like, some red dots start to appear on her. And she's like... She's like, she's like, what's going on? What's going? She's trying to free herself. She's like, Jake, Daddy, Daddy, you know. And uh, and they're all running. And there's like a giant ship coming to land that's coming to attack them, you know. And like the the legs of the ship that are gonna land, one of them is right above Tuck. She's like, Daddy, Daddy. And then the ship lands, and it's like, 
and we see like a blue like splat. It's like a water balloon of blue fluid like explode all over. Wait, so there's and... laser guided landing gear on this ship? Yeah, it's like Wally. Do they have laser? I don't remember Wally. Uh, yeah, I like that. I was also thinking maybe we could just have like. Tuck, like during an important exposition scene, Tuck could be in the foreground, and just like a, a large bird could just kind of <laughs> scoop her up and take her out. And they're like, "Oh no, okay." No, well, Natiri well, could do the song and dance, but we've seen Natiri do the screaming, upset thing for a while, and like we don't, you know, we don't want it to become a trope, so we just kind of cut hard cut goes, out of it. Oh, she goes, ah! and then we just cut, and then it's like, all right, cut to they've they're they're working on the grieving process, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> they're cut walking. Jake's Jake's like sitting in the tree, like. Trying to do Navi Photoshop of that family photo, trying to take out both the dead kids. He's, he's, and like it's like his like voiceover from the movies. He's like he's like things have changed a lot on Pandora. <laughs> Two the, kids the dead. Photoshop, the, the Photoshop subscription's gone up by fifteen more dollars. Adobe's really <laughs> the least interesting characters got cut out by the new writers. <laughs> We we know none of you will care. You'll still see this. And I know what you're asking. Yes, Gordy's still here. Don't worry. They'll probably get rid of her in the next one. Because how long has this actor got anyway? She, they could get her what, vocal 90? performance from them. She's she's very young. It's just her voice is an, an old lady. Her She could have gone a long time with me not thinking her voice was an old lady. But she had to fly too close to the sun and try to play an adolescent. And it just doesn't work. What if one of the tribes that they meet in the 90-minute feature film montage <laughs> of them meeting tribes. What if one is like an old lady tribe where they all have old lady? voices and, and maybe like, that's oh. why that's why uh kiri that's her name kiri uh that's why kiri is so wise uh because she's actually from the old lady tribe deep down she's got the d the d, d the the dna is transferred through the network of the roots of the mm. pandora um, i like this i think there's something there old lady tribe they could be gay or something i don't know um whoa dude we can't <laughs> Well, not for China. Not for China. Not for China. That's too much to cut out for China. What, what are we gonna make like the movie only like four hours long? Like we gotta. <laughs> now we got it. We do have to figure out now. I think it's important when we pitch this. If we're gonna pitch a ninety-minute uh, montage, we gotta figure out what the ninety-minute song is. Um, and it's gotta be a hit. I think I, I think we pull a class. Oh, we can't sing songs because it's a podcast. Um, we can bring back the weekend though, right? I mean, he did the song for Avatar too. He could probably come up with a ninety-minute banger. I think we if you give bring... him enough coke, he could just hammer that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We'll we'll bring back the weekend. Um, I think we have fifteen minutes. We have exactly He'll keep it coming. <laughs> He'll keep it. No, we no more cum bits for the rest of the episode. Oh, that I'm wasn't even a cum bit. You made it a cum bit. That's good. <laughs> That's a good cum bit. Last one. Season finale. Season finale. We we'll, we'll figure out on the next episode if we can work more bukakis in. Um, I okay. We have 15 minutes left on this pitch before Bobby Iggs. Before we got our meeting with Bob. Oh you know, shit! We, yeah, always, we always cut this so close. He's in the building. <laughs> he's, yeah, we just got the text. He's, he's coming upstairs. He went to the bathroom. He's taking one of his famous Bobby Iggy's 15-minute shits. So we know we got 15 <laughs> minutes. If you know anything about Bob Iger, it's that before a meeting, he has to take a 15-minute They call shit. him Bob Wiper because he's just a really Bob thorough Wiper. wiper. <laughs> um, oh, my God. We... we 
anyone listening to this, like we we deserve to have careers in the film industry. We, we promised it's all in jest. It's because we respect you so much. <laughs> we, we're not gonna censor ourselves because we think you can't handle our sense of humor. We're okay. Trans- we have now 14 minutes to fin- finalize this pitch, and our climax is basically like they're gonna do something. <laughs> it's what, a- if, what if? It, they got to do a mini Nyla. Maybe this is the practice run. This is Death Star 1. The finale mm-hmm. of Avatar is Death Star 2, where they take it to Earth. But for this one, they're going to do a little... They, I mean, yeah, they got to do a terrorist cell operation. It's like Hunger Games 3, which I didn't watch, but I, I read the book in high school. They got to infiltrate underground, do some like cyberpunk shit, and blow up the building to get to the top of the tower. And the plan goes so well... Uh, but then they get there, and then there's Spider ready to face off an Atiri, and he's like, I know you never loved me. You never thought of me as a son. And she's like, you are a human. And he's like, whatever, I got dreads. And then they do, like, a cool fight. And uh, no one really dies. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, I th- what if the seed, the seed that he's bearing, is like, it could help regrow... It could help regrow the Awa tree, probably. That probably is what this is. The tree gone? Did it get fully gone? It got bombed. It got bombed real good. Man, they really just let Jake off the hook. God. Yeah, they really let Jake off. But that's we're gonna finally confront this in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like does this movie end with maybe Jake's gotta go his own way? Yo, so here's the thing. I've been meaning to say this is that I think what we need to do with Jake is turn him into a real like Rambo type for these next films like i think he needs to lose everything um i, th- I agree this is what i've been pitching yeah like but all his kids maybe not natiri maybe natiri spins off maybe like avatar 4 jake and natiri are separated the whole film the kids are all dead except for spider and then and Av- the but- kids are all dead we- <laughs> we're just picking off these they're kids? just not good like what's kiri's okay. trait she can talk to the ground Cool. Okay, okay, we have to we have to stay on. What I'm pitching for the climax, I don't know the specifics of it. We we won't have that ready for Bob. He just wants he we're we're just waxing poetic on the big picture of this thing. Bob loves that. Mm-hmm. I think because he's wiping right now. Like I he's he's got. I can hear the the paper roll spinning. Um, it's so we. So I think in the climax. It's like Spider has the seed. The seed could regrow the tree, but the military wants it because it could be used as a weapon. How? I don't know, Sam. Like, don't give me that. It's, how? It look. does the the thing. It spurts. It spurts out, and like you get spores. To, it like gets. Spores. Oh, it's got like bukkake acid. It shoots. Like no, it's, it's like yeah. a like you could shoot it at like a fleet of ships in the sky, and like it'll shoot it all out, and these spores like latch onto the ships and they like grow like fungus on them and they crash. I don't know. Mm. It's a cool visual. Mm. Yeah, I think, like, they they want to study. Like, basically, like, Quaritch at some point realizes, like, oh, we could use this seed as a weapon, you know. And then Spider has to make a choice. He's like, do I take the seed to Quaritch daddy or I do take the seed to Jake Sully daddy, you know. The climax of the movie is they're battling, you know, and... Um, Spider, because of the face-off between Natiri and Spider, Spider's like, fuck Jake Sully daddy, I'm going to Quaritch daddy. You know, there, there's a whole battle going, pow, 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 bing, bing, bing. You know, big long arrows go through windshields and kill people because we love that still, you know. And then the final moment, in the final moments, Jake's been chasing him down, you know. And sp- suddenly, like, 
it's like they're in, I don't know, they're in some burning building or something, and like the floor's gonna give out, you know, and Spider's standing on like the part that's gonna give out, right? He's got the seed, you know? And um, and Jake's like, what? why, Spider, why? You know, like, we, we can use this to save our people. And he's like, and and Spider's, um, Spider's like, you're, or no, maybe Jake's gonna kill Spider, and, um, and Spider's like, no, I'm like you, Dad. You know, like, don't, you can't, you know, like, help me, please. I'm going to die. This floor is going to give out. You, does this make sense when I'm pitching about the floor giving out? Yeah, it's like a classic James classic thing. beat. Yeah. And, like, now Natiri showed up, too. And he's got the seed, and he's like, I want to work together with you both. And she's like, don't trust him. He's a human. And Jake's and Jake suddenly got to make this moral choice. He's like, I I, I, I do trust him. And he, uh, he goes, he helps Spider, he saves him. They've got the seed now. All seems good. And then, like, a plane, like, a helicopter arrives above. The, like, ladder drops down. Like, Spider gets onto it. He's got the seed. He's flying away. Because Jake saved him, the people got the seed. And now Natiri's like, fuck you. And, like, it, the, the final 20, 15, 20 minutes of the movie are, like, Natiri's like, I must become the leader. This shit's about to get really real now. Like, now it's life or death. Like, we're either going to get wiped out or we have to wipe out the humans. And she's like, fuck you, Jake. You're out of here. You know, he's left to be a Rambo. You know? Mm, that's good. Kiri's still alive because her next, next she's got to have to bring her mom and dad together. She's got to parent trap it in the next one. Kiri's still alive. Yeah, I guess it would make more sense for her to have the ethical climax. I don't know. She's probably, you know, we'll, we'll come up with a B plot for Kiri to do later. She learns to talk to the jellyfish better, and she's probably commanding some plants to take out an army of of invading mechs or whatever. You know, to so. just take out. I don't want. I don't want this old lady to kiss this teenage boy. Can we? How about she's just like, oh, you know what? I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. Because she, like, she's totally got like, she hasn't realized it yet in she's, these movies. She's get, definitely gay for Bushwick, but she for Navi, it's hard to say. We don't know what they like over there. Um, if you ask me, she's not in it. But Jim played up her role too much in too. So we gotta we we can't kill her off. Sigourney's probably. I'm not saying we kill her off. I'm I, saying I, she, I am saying that. I'm saying we can't do it. <laughs> but I would like it. I she's the at least old, interesting. You know, yeah. well, I guess they already filmed it. But why are we writing this if they already filmed it? So they didn't film it yet. We I could a... we hear me out. Yeah, we could kill the real Sigourney Weaver, so she's not available. Mm-hmm. I like it. I don't. I don't like, I like it. it. I I I like it as much as you do, which is none at all because you don't like it. Uh, oh, for legal, it. you, yeah. it's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, she's been an asset. I mean, uh, she's been a treasure, not an asset. She's been a treasure for the cinematic world for decades. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? We got to do what we got to do. You know, it's um, you know, if we if we take her to Orlando, Florida, you know, take her to a little Avatar Land, we're like, we want to check out the land based off the movies you're in. You know, um, we start rubbing. We start rubbing the big penis there, you know, but maybe, maybe it's not spraying water this time. Maybe it's spraying bombs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a (laughs) flamethrower ejaculator. Okay. Sure. Great bit. Glad we used used some of our final minutes before Bob's getting here to, uh, it's good for morale. It's good for morale. 
Okay, what? Okay, I, the only other thing I think we don't know before Bob gets here, he's going to be like, okay, what's happening with Quaritch? Like, like I know he's like masterminding. He's like, he's like, come on, come on. Is this a good Quaritch impression? Come on, Spider. You can give me your... Yeah, you you're doing a little too seat. Creole. I think he's... Come he's, on, Spider. Come you on, can give no, me that No, no, no. It's more like, come on, Spider. No, because you know, I'd have to watch it again. I could probably do it pretty good. I'm pretty good at country southern accents being a boy raised in the south, unlike you. But, you know, um, Korich is maybe Korich is kind of down for the count. Maybe he gets shot in the first act and he's like, No, we need him to be a puppet master that's like trying to like shot in the leg or something. Not in the okay. Like, what's his art? Is he he's got to learn to. Maybe he's got an arc, like, he, maybe he's got a kind of subplot that's unrelated. Like, he's got a What if therapist. he starts really loving, what if he starts really loving Spider? What if he starts to really be, especially now that Spider's a Na'vi? Yeah, he loves Spider. He's, like, what if he's really, start? he's like, I want to be a good dad. Like Yeah, and, like, so what if we literally isolate him from the rest of the cast and put him with, like, a, a therapist character? Like, a therapist Na'vi <laughs> who's, do. like, talking to him. <laughs> Honestly, about. I'm so about <laughs> therapist scenes <laughs> between a human. Who's gonna play the therapist? Uh, maybe a uh, what's like a, uh, Jonah Paul- Hill's therapist from his <laughs> Netflix series. I was gonna say Paul Giamatti, but I actually think that's it. Yeah, I, we're gonna bring in Jonah Hill's real life therapist, and like every time he's in the waiting room, Jonah Hill's out there. And he's like, ah, oh, you too. <laughs> Is Jonah Hill's therapist a male, female, other? No one watched that show. Oh, it's, it's they already put it out. Oh yeah, no one watched already, that yeah. show. Oh, poor, I don't know. <laughs> I Jonah. think it's a guy. Right, but we could get him. Let's not speak too ill of Jonah because we could get him on the pod. We do know he goes on to shitty podcasts. Um. All right. So maybe Jonah's in the movie. Um. We'll save him for the fourth one. Okay. Yeah, I think Corch is kind of isolated with a therapist for most of the movie, though. I think that's the pitch. And learning that he loves his son. Yeah, he's got a, and I think we could do flashbacks to his childhood on Earth, and it's set in the 2030s. Oh, that sucks. No, you save a lot of oh, money. You, okay, you now, it's shoot some cool, it now it's some cool sci-fi stuff. You know, it's uh, it's like a second pandemic's happening. Oh, we gotta go do flashbacks <laughs> to him growing up, and he, we gotta learn his relationship with his dad. Because this is all gonna be important for the next one. Who's playing Quaritch's dad? Mm, John C. Riley. Arnold. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. DH'd? DH'd. Yeah, James can ask him at one of the sub bukkake parties that they have. They can. And not not the sub you're thinking of. Not a submarine, <laughs> but something Who is else. Who's the audience for this podcast where <laughs> we talk about this? Not also... kids. Not. <laughs> not parents and not kids. <laughs> I don't think they're putting this on on the drive to school. Uh, <laughs> you don't think we'll get NPR distribution? <laughs> you don't think this will be the next This American Life? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think we have a, a solid shot. You know, it's. Uh... I think you know. I think that the whole thing came together for me when it was like, oh, this movie's about brutalism with trees. You know, it's about an apocalyptic city. But it's not Children of Men. It's not Blade Runner. It's not Corazon. It is trees growing over nature, consuming the urban, uh, nature consuming technology, and that's where the final battle is going to take place in this one. Because in the next one, we're taking the battle to Earth, 
And then, I don't know, the fifth one, that's a different writer. I've moved on to Star Wars or whatever franchise at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, okay, we've got... We've got two minutes left. Is there anything else we need to solve before Bob gets here? Well, Court just solved Neytiri arc. Oh, she realizes she needs to be the leader. She realizes she she is done taking the back seat. She's been like the the muscle for two movies, but it's time for her to be the leader. Um, yeah, I mean, where does this take us for Avatar four? Where are we going? Are we Jake taking the back? Rambo. Jake's, Jake's Rambo. Rambo. Neytiri's off. Uh. Boy and Kitty need to uh, learn to learn how to bring their parents oh, we back didn't together. Talk, okay, we got to figure out a quick arc for Boy. Boy doesn't. Oh, we didn't talk about Boy at all. Because because Kitty's really realize... it writes itself. The boy is uh, he's really heartbroken because he feels responsible for his brother's death. Boom, easy. He's got to learn to realize. Not to mourn the loss of his brother, but to stand up to fight for what his brother. What if we? What if he realizes, dude, this is gonna solve all of our problems. In the first movie, his brother died because he was like, "We've got to go save them," you know. And he realizes his brother would be alive if he just shut the fuck up and kept his fucking mouth shut and didn't do much. And he's got to make a hard so, call. He's got to make a hard call, like one of those hard war calls where it's like. It's like he could go save these these novels silently. Like and we he, introduce he a realizes... new character and we bring in a new actor. Maybe we bring like Finn Wolfhard and mocap or something. And like Finn Wolfhard becomes a fan favorite over the you know whole second act of this. Third act, Finn Wolfhard's barricaded in a building. The humans and the evil Navi are about to blow it up. And uh, Kiri is like, we've got to go save them. We've got to go save Finn Wolfhard. And he realizes it's like this is how my brother died. He's like, "There's nothing we can do. We gotta make a hard call." I'm now a leader. I'm growing up to be like Jake. Uh, we're gonna do a hard war call and let them die. And the movie ends honestly on a darker note. This is our Empire Strikes Back. You know, this, this is, is our, our darker Empire. note to sort of really pro- elevate the series and propel it into the future. Really make oh, it franchisable. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Bob. Bobby, good to see you. Good to see you. Hi, guys. I just got done with a big wipe. I mean, a big uh, meeting. And uh, I'm excited to uh, hear your pitch for Avatar 3, The Seed Bearer, if that is um, still the title. Bob, it's still the title. It's still Don't the worry. title, Bob. Don't worry. Oh, well, that's we good to hear because we already, we already designed the logo and started printing out the posters and stuff. You know, the teasers. Bob. FYI, you got a little toilet paper on your shoe. Oh, 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 my bad. (laughs) Oh, Bob, it's okay. We won't tell. Classic Bob. Okay, Bob, we know your time is precious. You know, we know you're trying to make ESPN a gambling website. You're true. It's true. I got to take another shit again. I mean, I got to go work on ESPN in 10 minutes. So here's what we've got so far. Sam, you want to talk about how the movie's going to open? Yeah, I mean, first off, we think that these Avatar movies are doing good, but they need more jokes and more quips. So we're thinking that this first movie, we're back at the Water Tribe, things are going good, and Tuck is, you know, Tuck's doing something in the foreground. I love Tuck. Tuck's my favorite character. Oh, well, you're going to love Tuck-centered jokes. This joke involves a large bird creature swooping down and scooping up Tuck and killing him off screen. Um, I think that'll be good. I think the audience will like that. It'll be pretty funny. So that's how I the like film that. opens. I like that a lot. That's that's gonna save us some money. Less characters to render. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bob, 
what we're thinking is this movie, the secret, the, the real main character of this movie in a lot of ways is actually Spider. You know, he's he's a back pocket protagonist to this film because he's going to have to go. He's going to go on the most dramatic of arcs. He is going to get to become a Navi because he will be offered by Quaritch to enter the Avatar program in order to serve his needs. Now, at the start of the film, Spider thinks I can enter this program because I'm going to use this secretly for good. I'm going to help people. You know, but we're going to tell you where that goes. You know, where is he helping people? What is this location? What is the main new location we're introducing, Sam, in this movie? Well, you know, that's a good question. Come on, come to the chase. Sorry, Bob. Here's the thing. Uh, we're going to see all the bimes of Pandora in this one because they're going to have to make a long journey to the City of Light. That is the capital city the humans created when they landed. They've been building it up off screen for all this time uh but to get there they're gonna have to cross all the pandoran biomes so we've seen the tree people we've seen the water people but now they've got to go north they're at the southernmost point of the planet of pandora and they're gonna have to go north so they're gonna have to hit the desert and meet the sand biome and like you know that's a thing there's some scenes there uh and then they're going to have to Sounds go... Sounds like we're going to get to make a lot of toys. Oh, Sounds we're going to get to make a lot toys. of toys. We're going to set up a lot of world building, even some graphic novel potential. So I, why are they heading north? I'm confused. They've got to get to the City of Light, because the City of Light is the beacon. And that beacon controls all communication between uh, Pandora and Earth. And if they can cut off that beacon, then they've cut off Earth's ability to send in reinforcements or something. Right? Yeah, pretty good. So then they're going to go underground. After the sand people, they meet the ground people. And they're like really into the unobtainium. They're hunched back. Really sounds like you could sum this up faster because this is a montage. You know, Bob, all due respect. You're right, Bob. You're right, Bob. Respect, I agree. Bob, I'm an artist and you're an executive. So no, then, Bob, you know, so then, you know, I agree. So then they're going to meet the We're lava We're going to meet lots of tribes. That's gonna all you need to know. People. Then they're going to meet the lava people, and uh, there's some lava oh surfing God. scenes. I feel like I'm watching an Avatar film. Sorry, Bob. Like, this is... We know you don't want this pitch to feel like watching one of your long movies you produce. But um, but wait, but wait, but wait. We have to talk about... So then they get to the air people, to the top of the tallest mountain. I know... And I, Max, I know you've heard this, but Bob hasn't heard this, so we need to explain it to him for the first time. So they climb... All the way up this mountain. All the, it's Bob, so Bob, tall. Wake up, Bob! They, wake up! And, Sam really likes this. And part. then they get Bob. to the top, and then what do they see? There's a little old Navi, and what do they say to the Navi? They go up to the Navi, and they're like, "We made it. We're ready to use the flying Sam, avatar." Sam, buddy, it really, it really feels like these are not the beats that you need to tell me. Uh, never mind. I didn't just say that. And so then they talk to the old guy, and the old guy's like, they're all gone. And the Navi are like, what? They're all gone? And he's like, no, they're all gone. And we see they're flying, and it's okay. Sam's really proud of this part. <laughs> he really likes this line for the trailer. Um, so... Bob, sorry, sorry that we 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 just we're really excited for this one section. It's okay, um, I enjoy it thoroughly. 
So, yeah, basically, Jake and Natiri are, like, on this journey throughout the film where they have realized, like they did in the la- at the end of the last movie, they're like, we cannot wait for the fight to be brought to us. We must bring the fight to them. So they're going on this journey through multiple tribes to get to the City of Light because in the City of Light, they can break off communication between the humans and Pandora. In the City of Light, it has been overtaken by the Ash Tribe. This is a group of Na'vi that have learned to kind of like live and work with the humans. They're a little more morally corrupt. They're a little more... Um, they're a little different, you know? They're not quite as one with Awa as the other tribes, you know? But they do have a prophecy. They know whoever can find and bring the seed, the seed of life to the city of light, the seed of life to the city of light. Um, that is their Taruk Makto. And who brings that seed? Why, Spider does. He used human technology to find it and to become essentially their god. So once Jake and Natiri arrive at the City of Light, they've got to deal with the fact that their child, essentially Spider, has become a god amongst these people, and they must work with him. By the climax, what happens in the climax, Sam? I'll be real. I'm a little confused by where we're taking this one. So, wait, they're on the same side as Taruk? <laughs> you boys really are. Uh... Yeah, well, Bob... Asking each other a lot of questions. (laughs) Bob, you know, it's it's tough. You've never written before, so you don't know how hard it is. Uh, What's confusing, Sam? Max, why don't you take it away from here? Yeah, Max, I'm... Max, come on, have a slow world (laughs) cup. So, yeah, uh, some stuff's gonna happen. So wait, is... (laughs) is is spider they've teamed up with spider this is a bulletproof pitch bob um no that spider is the leader of the ash tribe yes and they are gonna jake and natiri have headed to the city of light to try to work with the ash tribe to try to take down this infrastructure but to, and they have now discovered that to work with the Ash tribe that they were going to try to work with, they must work with their new leader, Spider. And so I think it's... Which is great at first. At first they're like, this rules. Jake is like, this is perfect. You know, we've got the inside man. So the Ash tribe hasn't fully overtaken the city. I think they more are running an insurgency under the radar in right. the city. The city is under control by Edie Falco. It is, yes. uh, yeah, okay. That was what was tripping me up. Yeah, I was confused by that too, but now that Sam's clarified, it all makes sense. Sam, good job. Thanks, Bob. We keep him around for a reason, Bob. It's uh, I'm sorry if you smell that chip smell. Uh, I can't smell anything over my poop smell. I mean, what? I, I don't... <clears throat> it's okay, Bob. We love your poop smell. It's part of what makes you a great CEO. Bob, I'm a thorough wiper too. Don't worry. So, by the climax of the film... Oh, you're probably wondering what's going on with the other characters. Before we get to the climax, Kiri, she's learning to talk to jellyfish more. Yeah, talking to the monkeys and the trees. I love that. That sounds great. There, sounds she, she's going to be a big part of the, the set piece in the third act. She's going to like control some tree branches that will like crush soldiers. Bah, 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 blow up the mechs. Um, the other, the boy. I don't remember his name either. That's great. Yeah, the boy... He, um, 
he's got to learn to become a war leader. You know, he's, he's still dealing with the ramifications that he kind of led to his brother's untimely death. And so he's, um, he's a little shell shocked for the whole movie, but by the end he kind of comes into his own and realizes like, no, I have matured enough to make the right choices. Quaritch, we're really excited by this. It's really good. Uh, TikTok's going to love this mental health awareness. He's in therapy. Find you a man that can go into therapy, you know, and Quaritch is doing that. And we got none other than Jonah Hill's therapist to play this role. It's very exciting. And we're going to do flashbacks to his, because Quaritch has got to learn to be a better father because he loves Spider, but he's going to come to terms with his own father. So we're going to do flashbacks to his father, who's either Paul Giamatti or maybe we get Arnold Schwarzenegger, if we can get him. I, I, I'm sure I can get Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I go to a lot of normal parties with him in submarines with jim it's uh, right the, it's very... the kind of submarines yep those kinds of subs sure yeah all right it's, so it's, yeah well, and then uh and then so yeah so kiri's doing that boy's doing that Quartz is doing that tuck is dead good riddance i mean uh i think jim will love the script because we get into a big fight at the end so what happens in the third act max what happens in our climax you know there's gonna be a lot of battles there's gonna be a lot of pew 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 pow 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 you know it's Bob, I know you're used to this from Marvel. That's really all you got to know. It's just that there's some pew, 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 and pow, pow, pow. Jim will do the blocking. We'll probably do some sinking water stuff. And, you know, it'll be good. What we're pitching is at the end, by the climax, both our heroes and Spider have discovered that this seed, the seed of life, can either regrow the Awa tree from the first film or be used as a weapon. And... Over the course of this film, Natiri has not been fucking with Spider. She's like, he is a human. Um, and Quaritch, because of his time in therapy, has been being a really loving dad. You know, Quaritch rules. And Spider ends up making the choice. He's taking the seed to Daddy Quaritch. So, in the final climax, as he's running with the seed, Jake follows him into a burning building where the floors are collapsing. And suddenly, like... Uh, Spider is like hanging on by dear life, you know, with the seed, you know, he's going to die. He's like eight stories up or something. And he's like, dad, Jake, save me. And like, by this point in the movie, we, he is, he, Jake should know you can't trust Spider anymore. He's lost. He's gone. And he's like, I'm just like you, dad. I was doing all of this. I was working with them like you did to get closer so I could actually help the Navi. And it's, it's really going to test Jake. It's going to make him question his own past. It's going to make him question the things that he's done. And Natiri's there, and she's like, don't trust him, Jake. He's, he is just a human, you know? Jake makes the choice, though. He saves Spider. Spider ends up betraying them, gets in a helicopter, off with the seed. Natiri hates Jake now. She asks for a Navi divorce. You know, she's taken the kids. She has realized she must be the leader. She is going to lead this war of the Na'vi against the humans that is bound to come in the next film. Jake has been left as a Rambo-esque figure in the middle of the jungle. And Tuck? Tuck is dead as a doornail. And so we leave it off. You know, we're ready for the next film. We gotta get this weapon back from uh, Spider and Quaritch. And Tiri's got this drama. And Jake's all alone. What's gonna happen next? Well, they're probably gonna have to go back to some of those biomes they went. Maybe the flying biome. But we'll see in the next one. What do you think, Bob? Uh, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah. You think it'll make money? I think it'll make a lot of money. I think it'll make more money than both of one and two combined. 
well, as long as I beat Sony this time, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, how did you let that one go? You guys had, oh, well, I don't... you know what it was? Because you had that Spider-Man movie. Because you guys made it, but you let them get the money. That was stupid. That was a big fuck well, up. I don't, good job on the pitch, boys. Another slam dunk. Here's your checks for $250. Yes. And I will see you again soon. Bye, Bob. See you at the next Another one done, Sam. Dude, that one was tough. That one was really hard, I gotta say. We, um, so we're on to the final part of this. We're, you know, we're having our drinks, our writer's drinks at the bar. Another day well done. We got, they they bought our pitch. (laughs) Sam's yawning and reaching to... (laughs) Bought our drinks. Course, uh, call Ray Fiend. This is like the menu. Um, but we, uh, <laughs> great bit. <laughs> Maybe we'll do the menu too next. <laughs> Maybe we will. It's, uh, we have really loved having another episode of Podcast 2, the sequel. I'm Max. I'm Sammy. And you can uh, find us on all the socials, you know, just search Podcast 2, the se- sequel. We'll have like um, a link tree or LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah, uh, please like, subscribe, comment, review, you know, do all the things that help us with the algorithm. You know, we want to get these pitches out. We want to get reaching more people. Tell a friend, please, if you like any of this, if you like our ideas, if you like 30% cum talk, um, (laughs) 50% chip eating, and like 5% writing, please... Please tell a friend about our podcast. Let us know. For the Patreon listeners, you can listen to the raw chip audio. For the regular listeners who didn't pay, we'll edit out the chip meat. We don't have a Patreon yet, but that's that's the kind of thing we could have. we got to build a backlog of content, and that's coming. That's coming, baby. Until next time, we'll see you on Podcast 2. The podcast. The sequel. Podcast 2. The sequel. The sequel. The sequel. Bye-bye.